This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of gun sports radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. I got to tell you, you got to start coming in at 1. At 1? Why? Because I just can't say FM 96.1, uh, AM 1170, The Answer. I, it just it doesn't <laughs> sound right. Let me just sit there and be the answer guy? I should just record that and then have them plug it in because it just sounds so good. Yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. That's all right. Hey, folks, if uh, look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform. It's real simple. Just go to gunsportsradio.com. And I think, are the shows on your website? Yeah, San Diego County Gun Owners.com. There's a uh, link a podcast, or I think actually the link is Gunsports Radio. Got yeah. All right, so definitely do that. And don't go anywhere because this is a two hour show now, not a one hour show. We just didn't have enough to put in the coffers in one hour, so now we got two. And this sponsor is Firearms Legal Protection, and these guys are great. Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out on their website at firearmslegal.com. And if you're thinking about remodeling your house or room or whatever, TDT Construction is who we recommend. They're Second Amendment enthusiasts, and we love working with folks that believe in your rights as well. That's TDT Construction. They'll do it all. Don't overpay. Give them a call first. 619-448-2353. 619-448-2353. Or go to their website at tdtbuild.com. And by the way, they're A-plus rated with the BBB. Also, do you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW, and you want maybe an Arizona, Florida, or other multi-state CCW, well, if you visit ccwusa.com, they offer small class sizes, expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month. Two weekend classes, one Friday class. That's Saturday, January 11th, Friday, January the 17th, and Saturday, January the 25th. Starting at 8 a.m. Private lessons are available, too. Great dates and times to meet your busy, busy schedule. Check their website out at www.ccwusa.com. All right. Well, we got Lance is sick. Yeah. Well, we got Michael Schwartz, and we got Joe Tremisi. How you guys doing? Doing very y'all, well here. Did y'all have a good Christmas? Fantastic. I got a great Christmas. Did you get what you wanted? I got I got what I wanted, and Laura got a bunch of cool stuff, and yeah, it was great. And you fixed Jambalaya. I red no, beans r- and rice. Red beans and rice. Yeah, it was red beans and rice. Don't ever do that again without with, sharing with gator sausage. Did you oh. bring any with you today? No, I sh- uh, you know what I should have. I got a bunch left. <laughs> I just gotta start talking to you more. Yeah, I had some of that. I fired up the new skis too. There, my Christmas how'd you like presents. those? Oh, they were great. And um, how'd you cook them? I you know I was um, I was looking at the package actually, and they they talk about simmering them uh, simmering them in a skillet in a quarter to a half inch of water. And I thought, oh, I've never done that before. And they say just uh, simmer them, turning them occasionally for 10 or 12 minutes. 
So I thought, all right, let me let me try that. Give me a chance to use the cast iron skillet. Oh, you got a cast that, iron um, that I don't use enough. Uh, yeah, but they came out great, and um, went down. And I brought Michael some of these rolls there from the greatest uh, Mexican bakery in all the land down on Twenty Fifth and C. Right. It was good. Those but, uh, rolls were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we, we were in the car coming to the show today, and I told him I said those uh, those rolls were darn near donuts. They were so good. Oh, yeah, what's a, the name of the place? It's uh, Pancetta's Bakery, and uh, and oh, they're open, I think, seven days a week, and they bake rolls and a whole bunch of other things. They've got all the cookies and cakes and everything else, and uh, they're just baking all day long. You go in there, and you can see them doing the the big racks of rolls are in the back, and they just bring them out. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're great, great. and they uh, they were really good with newskis. So one of them uh, just a bare newski with some mustard, and the other one uh, had some sauerkraut left. Over. And what do you think of the newskis? Newskis are outstanding. I'm waiting for the next shipment. It's for all those, because of him. <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, newskis is a. Uh, it's actually a. Uh, they're a, a, a meat company out of uh, Wisconsin, and they have a little uh, little place just about an hour outside of Green Bay, and and uh, they do a lot of mail order, and, and everything's applewood smoked, and it's fantastic. I don't know. Did you check out the website at all? And no, I didn't see the website, but I, I noticed, you know, with the, uh, and you could tell with a good brat like that because yeah. the, uh, like they snap, the yeah. skin is just really solid on them. Yeah. And, uh, yes, yeah, so there's probably a bunch of different ways. Like I said, we just, we simmered them up in the skillet this time. Uh, I did try one for breakfast the next day though. You could slice them up and, uh, there you go. just fry them up in the skillet like that. They go great with eggs. Well, I bought two and I'm going to take one pack and I'm going to slice them and take all the meat out of it and make spaghetti. There you go. Yeah. With that smoky spaghetti uh, taste. See, now that we're all starving to death and you didn't <laughs> bring us anything. Yeah. Well, there. I don't know if you guys saw, switching subjects, uh, there was a uh, uh, an incident in uh, a church in Texas this morning. I don't, did you guys see that news story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy uh, uh, with a shotgun, he had a concealed shotgun under what looked like a trench coat, uh, got up and started to shoot and was uh, quickly um, neutralized by one of the churchgoers who was carrying concealed. Right. And yeah. he stopped what could have been a mass murder. Sure. Um, you know, after, unfortunately, one person died, um, the murderer died uh, thanks to somebody who used a gun defensively. Mm-hmm. And they got it all on security camera. Um, so John Correa from Active Self Defense, who's a good friend of of San Diego County gun owners, and mm-hmm. he's on on YouTube. He's got a million followers. He immediately analyzed the video because that's what he's that's what he's good at. So go to San Diego County gun owners Facebook page. We put up the video and all the lessons that he learned because the one thing we've been saying from the beginning is you know we're not going to be able to stop bad people from doing bad things. Mm-hmm. So legally buy a gun. Buy professional training, get your CCW, carry everywhere you can. But the footage is uh, enormously sad and sobering and uh, educational. Well, yeah. it's interesting, too. If you look at the uh, the video, you'll see the um, you know one parishioner engages the shooter, and then there's a second parishioner, and between the two of them, they, they take the shooter down. And then, as you see, after he goes down and people are running around, there's three or four more armed citizens that actually – approach and you know and have the shooter under um at gunpoint so it, it's interesting there's a number of people there that are armed in the uh in the thing but to get back to michael's point too about the john korea thing when we do uh when we do these uh seminars here for the concealed carry i always encourage people to learn as much as they can 
John Correa is just a tremendous resource. He posts these videos uh, daily, and he does the same thing. He goes through these different videos of shootings and security incidents and things, and he critiques them. And they're they're just a tremendous educational value, and they're free. We need to get him on the show. You know, we've never had him on the show. Have you heard of John? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was just gonna say hello. Yeah, fifty. I think he's analyzed fifteen thousand videos. Do you know him? Do you know him? Yeah. No more. Well, then it's your fault. All right, it's my fault. I'll uh, I'll no make sure food, to get him on the. No great guests. <laughs> what is up with you? I'm dropping the ball. You're dropping. Right. That's okay. You're good at it. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. All right, let's uh, let's see. What do we got coming? We got up a next? great show. So we're about to talk to Phil Graham, who's a local candidate, and we're going to talk about election meddling, um, uh, which is yeah. a big hot topic nationally. But we're going to talk about it locally because that's all they're talking about is election meddling, but they're not talking about election meddling. They're not talking about that. Yeah, well, we're going to talk <laughs> about real election meddling. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And then, of course, John's going to call in and. We have a U.S. Law Shield. Uh, one of their hotshot guys is calling to uh, tell some some more stories about being a, a Second Amendment attorney and oh, wow. what their organization does. And hopefully, Chong, hopefully John Dillon's going to call. Yeah, John John Dillon should be calling in. Yeah, unless um, he's working on his lawsuit for us. Right. Uh, David Chong's going to call in. Cool. And we, of course, stump my nephew. We have another great question oh, for him, yeah. and we have a great show coming up. It's going to be awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Trust me, folks, the show off air is way better than the show on air. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike, Lance, Joe, and I use them, and they love them. This is a great legal defense program for all lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearm owner, talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's firearmslegal.com or give them a call at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Gun owner, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. Hey, folks, if you got, uh, you know, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. So what's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight-pull bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Thinking about doing a, a refi? Home mortgage uh, interest rates are dropping like crazy. So if you're looking to buy a refi or you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our good buddy Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres, that's R-E-S, dot com backslash Alpine. Hey, man, who you got uh, next on the line? Well, anybody that's turned on the news in the last two years has heard the term election meddling. Oh, yeah. And they don't really... Nobody, but that's all they say. That's all they say. Nobody's really defined it. And there's a lot of focus on it. And all the folks that are focused on it here locally, especially in San Diego, 
aren't focused on actual election meddling, which is happening here in our backyard. One They're example, just focusing on election meddling. Uh, nationally, right? Against people. Yeah. It's just a way for them to turn on people they disagree with, specifically the, the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just a few years ago, uh, our our buddy Carl DeMaio, um, there was a false accusation against him when he was running for Congress. It cost him the election. The person that, that falsely accused him was put in jail. No focus on that. You know, Scott mm-hmm. Peters uh, ended up winning, even though he was uh, pulling uh, behind Carl at the time. And uh, he's still in office. And that's know? meddling. That's meddling. That's legit meddling. That's somebody the judge actually said, hey, you messed with an election. Yeah. You're going to jail. That person's sitting in jail. Good. And this is another example. Phil Graham, who's uh, a member of San Diego County Gun Owners, a fantastic candidate. Uh, he ran for uh, uh, the city of Encinitas for city council. We endorsed him. He ran for the assembly, the 76th assembly, um, and was a woman falsely accused him of uh, uh, sexual misconduct, and it destroyed his candidacy. And she was actually discovered to be lying. Unfortunately, she it wasn't cleared until the end of May, and just a few days later was the election. Mm-hmm. But before filing her report... She actually shopped her story around. She gave the case number to the Coast News, which is a publication in the district. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're the first ones to report it. And then uh, 10 News was actually prepared to go on camera uh, until the attorney said, her attorney, this accuser's attorney said, no, forget it. Uh, But she was talking to TV station after TV station. She was uh, implying and giving the impression that Gloria Allred of uh was uh you know she's a feminist attorney oh yeah uh who was going to be on part of it anyway all this was happening and uh it, it she's you know it been proven to have been a liar and it's getting even worse so i wanted to have phil graham come on the line and talk to us about exactly what's going on now phil are you there i am michael can you hear me i can how you doing man i'm doing great michael thanks for having me on you and bet. i want to first just say that i, I want to applaud you and what you've been doing at the Standing of gun owners uh, a group here in San Diego, being an advocate for the safe use of firearms for law-abiding citizens, um, working to strengthen laws against their unlawful use, and for being, without question, the leading advocate in San Diego County for allowing more law-abiding citizens who need to protect themselves to get their, their concealed carry permit. Permit. So, well, thank you, Phil. Michael, I thank you for undoubtedly saving lives by doing so, and I also want to. Also, thank Sheriff Gore for allowing that to happen. So um, that's thank the you. first thing I wanted to say before I jump. Absolutely. You deserve it, Michael. So you're right. You, 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 you set up the, the case pretty well. Um, so during the, during the 2018 primary election, I was a Republican candidate for state assembly. And during that, about a month before, after this woman accused me of this stuff, um, an unknown party issued close to 50,000 illegal robocalls alerting to these slanderous and false allegations against me. Um, this was very hard for me personally. It sullied my reputation, and I'm still trying to get it back. But, and also, this entity concealed the identity of these robocalls, which violates multiple laws. So, Robocalls being hint- just uh, solicitations via phone saying, hey, you know, yeah. here's who to vote for. Yeah, don't vote for this guy. Don't vote for this guy well, because it, but, of these allegations. But it was, but it was, but it was it's, it's not just that you, there are federal laws in place that tell you how to do these things. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And this person was doing it illegally to hurt my candidacy right? Uh, by spreading, basically spreading lies. And so the, the big, the big picture is by sending all these robocalls out, calls out, 
uh, both me and the people of the 76th district, which is North County, we were all cheated. Uh, we were lied to. And this undoubtedly had an effect on the election, which we, I'm sure we all believe who's listening that the election integrity has got to be the most, one of the most important things we have in our country. Um, so it is. And, and she, she was, and the, the county sheriff who investigated her claims, because there's two things going on. There's the person that accused you, and then there's the person that promoted the false accusation or, or, or people or group that promoted this lie. Now, she was, uh, they said it wasn't just an unfounded claim against you, but it was actually disproved by detectives. So that's an extremely strong statement. She actually spent time in jail for her lies and what she did and her meddling with an election. But now what we have to do is figure out who actually promoted these lies with these robocalls and messaging and that sort of thing, right? That's exactly right. And there, there are two very serious federal laws that were broken. One is called the Truth and Caller ID Act, and the second is the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. Uh, so the FCC, um, so yeah, the FCC essentially uh, is uh, suggested a $10 million fine. They found out who the person who did it, but they haven't talked about who paid that person yet. A ten so, yes. million dollar fine—that's enormous. Yes. Mm. Uh, it is. It's big, and they take it very seriously. Um, essentially, we all know that if if we allow this sort of thing to happen and people don't get punished for it, these people will continue to do this over and over and over, and our our election integrity goes right out the door. So the the, the FCC has the authority to to issue fines or suggest a fine. But they're not the enforcement mechanism in, in in this case. So that enforcement mechanism is the Justice Department. So we are encouraging the Justice Department to take this up and to find out who paid this guy or this group and and make it hurt. Um, I think the voters across our country um, want this to happen. And in this, after the primary, uh, there were actually, uh, it, it was, it, it hurt the election so bad that there were actually two, uh, two Democrats running against each other. Very, very rarely happens, but there were two Democrats running against each other. The one that won is Tasha Borner Hor- Horvath, right? Is that how you say the last name? Horvath? Horvath. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So she actually, again, this is, you know, so somebody from her camp, a supporter of hers, somebody that was in the, uh, uh, same party, the Democratic Party, where that she uh, that she's a member of. Uh, somebody who was supporting her ran these uh, ran these lies, paid for these phone calls, and has not been but did it illegally and has not been not been punished. And it, they did it uh, against Michael, you because Michael, you were. A, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate who, who did it, um, <laughs> but I want them to pay a price, and I want this to never happen again. Uh, going through this, and I said this a lot in the press when I was when I was going through this, that no one should have to go through this stuff personally mm-hmm. when you're accused of stuff so maliciously, and then to have it you know affect your career and your run for office. So it talk a little bit about. Happen. I mean, we're all foaming at the mouth for what it what it what happened with democracy. You know that it that it affected an election, but uh, talk a little bit about how it affected you personally, if you don't mind. Well. It's uh, you just got to imagine when a, a, a salacious lie is out there in the press and out there spread through legal robocalls to tens of thousands of people, uh, and then it gets on the internet and it's there forever. 
Yeah. Well, so, and you're automatically guilty. You're not innocent. You're automatically guilty, and you have to work hard to prove your innocence. And the funny thing about it is when you're accused – it's all over the place. I mean, it's front page. It's on all the TV stations. But then when they find out it's not true, you're on page 39 of a 40-page newspaper. That's right. I mean, that's And that's exactly the sad right. thing. So, so I agree. They should be, I mean, they're, and I've, I've actually had it happen to me here at KCBQ. I mean, I was accused, instead of having these two good-looking guys sitting in here, I had all these girls, I was drinking, and I was partying. Because some guy was upset with me. So instead of, he just went right straight to management. They called me in and they almost fired me. But if it, thank goodness I had somebody that was in studio when this happened. And it turned out that, you know, nothing happened to him, of course. He just, you know, he's just going about his merry way. So, so Phil, when you, when you see, you know, these accusations of, uh, of people who, uh, you know, with, with, with the, all up in arms about election meddling, and here it happened to you directly. You know, what are your thoughts when when it's in the papers and you're they're talking about Trump and election meddling and Russia and all the usual thing? And then here it it happened to you directly. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it makes me a little upset, Michael. And a lot of voters have reached out to me and said that not only was I cheated, but they were cheated. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were cheated of, of knowing the truth. And if that's not the most important thing in our country, I don't know what is. And so. The two things that, that kind of happened slowly but positively out of this, uh, first of all, law enforcement, which is the sheriffs and the DA of San Diego County, were excellent in my case. They, uh, they did a good job. Um, they did what they could do under the law. Um, so I applaud uh, the DA and, and the sheriffs. They did a great job. It, it took a long time, but you know, justice was eventually served. And I think that's happening now with the FCC. Uh, looking into this, and hopefully the DOJ, Excellent. that justice will be the justice will be served. It's it's got to be served. Yeah. And well, and I got a lot of I got to tell you because Mark or uh, Mike and I talked about it off air. I, when you were talking about you calling in and talking about meddling, I thought you were talking about doing something with the with the voting machines. I never would have thought that this would be considered, you know, meddling, which it it is as clear as the nose on your face. Sorry to have you go through that. That's just that's terrible. So, so what, are you, re- what, are you, what are you up to now? We got we got about one minute yeah. left, Phil. What's what's next? Okay. Well, a lot of people have asked me that question, and you know, I when I ran for office, I was motivated to try to improve people's lives. And now I'm I'm stepping out of politics, and I'm working on a project that I believe can inspire not just Californians but but all of Americans. And that's working with a company called American Private Radio. There was, there was not, not too long ago when I feel that Americans could sit down together and have fun together and no matter what their political leanings. And unfortunately, that changed some time ago. And, and that sort of thing wears on me. I, I think it wears on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's this political divide in our country, which is hurtful for, to, to our country's fabric. And so I, when I was introduced to American Private Radio, I was asked, what would a show, if it was a radio show, what would it sound like if we just told stories about stuff that Americans care about and love? No griping, no anger, no wedge issues, no fighting, no politics. And as it turns out, there's actually a show already on the, on the, on the air, which I've joined now. It's called Our American Stories. And it's a big national storytelling show that talks about the stuff that, rather than divides us, brings people together. Wow. Wow. Um, That's awesome. So we don't talk, we don't talk about Donald Trump or Barack Obama. We don't do politics. We talk about sports and philanthropy, music, sacrifice, redemption, all the things that are positive. 
Well, when that gets rolling, uh, yeah. let us know so we can promote it because that sounds very cool, Phil. And thank you for all your support Absolutely. of the Second Amendment. Thank you for being an outspoken spoken advocate, and I'm so sorry for everything that happened, and I appreciate you being on our show. But that's okay. Thank Karma, you, appreciate it. Karma is in your backseat. Karma took care of those two, so that hopefully will let people realize that you can't throw mud like that without getting repercussions. Keep up the good work, sir. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I just got a text. John Dillon's going to be calling in when we get back right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. <laughs> Welcome to Gun Sports Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Have you ever been to AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon? Well, let me tell you, they got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds, hundreds of used guns. Go see their full service experience gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com, or you can call them at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. Aosword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. Hey, this segment is brought to you by Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance, LLP. You can go to www.cafirearmslaw.com. Who will you get? The infamous John Dillon. You can even call him at 760-431-9501. And do not make a move if you get yourself in trouble with any of law enforcement and it's gun-related. John is the man. He will help you every way, shape, and form. Hey, John, start off with Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to everyone as well. I know. I bet you got all the toys that you wanted, right? I got some toys I'm pretty happy with. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. Uh, <laughs> you did remember to take uh, yeah, care of the uh, wife and the kid, right? Oh, of course. You know, but, and they got me good gifts because I got them good gifts. Oh, you're <laughs> no, um, no, it was a great Christmas. It's, uh, it's always good uh, getting some family time and taking a little break from work. But, uh, you know, already back in the game and uh, working on some Second Amendment litigation. So what's news? We already gave up after, I don't know, how many years of talking to you. We don't ask you if you have any good news. We just want to know if you have any news. Oh, yeah. So the news, uh, it's not bad news. We, uh, <laughs> in the Jones v. Becerra case, which is, this is our challenge to California's ban on uh, under 21 adults uh, being able to purchase firearms. Uh, we just got the state's opposition uh, to our preliminary injunction motion, uh, So I've been reviewing that over the weekend, uh, and this is basically the state's response to our motion asking the court to enjoin or stop, put a hold on the law uh, until we are able to argue the case on the merits uh, later on at trial. And, uh, you know, so on Friday, uh, Friday at around, uh, I want to say 1120 at night, we, uh, the the state filed their opposition. and we got uh, their response to our motion. And, you know, 
Uh, I can't say I'm very impressed. It's all, you know, the the same tired arguments that we expected uh, that are based off of faulty logic and just a complete lack of real uh, thought. Uh, you know, they, they rely heavily on a, the federal, uh, you know, challenge to the handgun restrictions in, in out of Texas um, with the NRA, that the NRA challenged. And uh, this, the Fifth Circuit actually upheld the law, but uh, specifically stated that the reason they did so was there are, you know, many other avenues, including private party sales and to purchase handguns for people that are 18 to 20, as well as, you know, the availability of all long guns uh, for both dealer sales and private party uh, you know, the state relies on that case. That's their Bible when it comes to, to this challenge. And unfortunately for them, the California's law uh, exceeds uh, the prior federal uh, law and challenge uh, by, you know, an exponential degree. Uh, so it, there's very little precedent that you can actually put on that uh, prior case. Uh, and so we have some time. Uh, we have till the 24th to file our reply motion. Uh, and then uh, as of now, it's going to go down on the papers. We're not going to have an oral hearing uh, on this motion. Uh, and we'll, you know, hopefully get, uh, you know, a decision, uh, you know, after the sometime after the 24th. It could be a little while, though. All right. After the 24th, is that what you said? January 24th is uh, when our reply motion is due. And generally, you have a, a, an oral hearing uh, on motions like this. Uh, the court uh, you know, actually requested that it all be done through the papers and no, or, no oral argument to be heard. Uh-huh. Uh, and so once we file our reply motion, uh, then the judge takes a look at everything and you know, starts making this decision based off the arguments. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, but there is a so, point. Uh, so how how exactly does it work? So, I mean, you're you, you know you you actually go in there. There's an attorney on both sides, is it like we see on TV, or is it mostly done? Uh, how does it work? But what's the what's the actual well, mechanics? Generally of it? speaking, yeah, you you would have a, an oral hearing where you go in. You know, the state attorney it would be there, we would be there, uh, and you'd make a, an oral argument uh, on your motion and uh, discuss any you know any holes you might have, you know, poke holes on the other side, answering questions that the court might have uh, regarding your motion. Uh, in this case right now, there is no oral hearing scheduled. Uh, that might change. Uh, you know, can't predict that uh, the, the parties may request uh, an oral argument. We don't know uh, if that's going to go forward or not. But there's a chance but, the yeah. whole thing just happens on paper? Yes. As of now, it's all on paper. Uh, and we'll uh, see what it happens. And you know, the, the fact that's on paper, it's not uh, it's not a crazy thing. It's not really uh, an odd thing to happen. Uh, you know, when we filed this motion, I believe it was around seventeen hundred pages of uh, you know motion paperwork, uh, declarations, and exhibits. So the filing that we made was extensive, um, and. So there, we, we gave the court a lot to go through and a lot to read. There's a lot of uh, expert declarations, a lot of supporting evidence uh, that all supports our argument. So uh, there's a lot for the court to go through there, yeah. So by the court, this is one judge or a panel of three? or this is uh, We're still at the district court level, uh, so this is one judge. Well, uh, one federal district court judge will be looking at this. 
um, you know, if, you know, this motion gets appealed or if, you know, we, after hearing it on the merits and at trial, you know, if there's any appeal after that, there's potential to go up into the ninth circuit and get, uh, you know, a panel of judges to look at the case, but that's well into the future at this point. Yeah. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. what, so what's your gut feeling? Uh, like I said, I, I'm pretty confident, uh, you know, this, uh, these, the second amendments based off the history tradition, uh, and, and you know, uh, what the second amendment meant, uh, back when it was written and since the beginning of this country, even before technically, uh, you know, 18 to 20 year olds or adults especially have always had a full second amendment, right? Just like any other adult uh, and that's never been questioned up until recently uh, in, in this country's history. Uh, and the argument that, you know, to try to ban uh, 18, 20 year old adults from being able to purchase firearm are, are weak. And they're, you know, they say nothing. They, uh, one of the big ones is that 18 to 20 year olds uh, have higher crime rates than, you know, people of other ages. Well, that's the same for, you know, 18, 20 have a higher crime rate than 21 to 25 and 21, 25 has a higher crime rate than 26 to 30. And you can go on and on and on. And each younger, you know, category uh, or age group has a higher crime rate than the older one. Um, so, uh, you know, if that's the logic you want to take, then the state, you know, is essentially arguing that because every lower age group has a higher crime rate, you'd be able to, to ban those guns, those people from purchasing guns until they're a hundred and crime is a, is a young man's game. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, and the other arguments that they have that, Oh, you know, there's the fact that a long time ago, the, the country, you know, banned, you know, certain people, uh, from uh, purchasing firearms, you know, that all comes from, you know, racist, bigoted, uh, you know, slave code laws that prevented blacks or free slaves from, uh, you know, owning firearms because they weren't virtuous, uh, you know. And so the, any, you know, historical uh, point of view they want to take is rooted in some bad stuff. And uh, I question whether anyone would want to rely on something like that. Is there, uh, is there any other right? That I mean, I don't know if, if you would consider smoking or, or drinking a right, but is there any other uh, right out there that's uh, limited in this way for for adults who are under 21? Yeah, it's no, totally uh, unique, right? And, you know, people like to bring up smoking and drinking and renting a car and the age restrictions that come with all that stuff. But, you know, Smoking and drinking may be extraordinarily common. Everyone may love it or do it. It doesn't matter. Those are vices. They are not rights. We have defined, distinct rights, uh, you know, first, second, third, all the way up through, uh, you know, one through ten gives us very distinct rights. Second Amendment is one of them, right to keep and bear arms. And so, you know, the argument that, oh, we can ban smoking or drinking or driving a car, uh, it, it is essentially Bogus. stating a constitutional right is going to be, uh, you know, looked at and, you know, we're going to treat it like a vice, like drinking alcohol. And that's just not the case. It's not constitutional. Awesome. All right, buddy. Hey, well, thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great, happy new year. Hug the family and say hi to your dad for me. You guys too. See ya.
All right, we're going to take a quick break, folks. When we come back, a whole lot more on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. The answer. Hey, folks, what's the best defense for self-defense against those horrible red flag laws? Well, it's firearms legal protection. Mike, Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms legal protection is the legal defense program for lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com or you can call them at 469-310-9100 469-310-9100 So are you looking for a private individual CCW training class tailored to you? Well, John Groff has been providing individual CCW training classes for the first timers and people renewing their permits for years. John can arrange a time to fit your schedule at an affordable price, calming professional demeanor. Give John a call at 619-933-4368, 619-933-4368, or you can just go to Gun Ring San Diego, and that rascal's probably going to be there. By the way, this segment is brought to you by The Gun Range San Diego. I call it the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. 7853 Balboa Avenue, right there in San Diego, 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com for all their specials, their training classes. They got just, they're always keeping their website up and alive, and it's all to benefit you. TheGunRangeSanDiego.com TheGunRangeSanDiego.com Now if I'm going to flip a coin, I think we have Casey on the line. Hey, Casey. Hello. Well, we didn't know if you were there or not. You know, you are. <laughs> What's up, it man? Merry me. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. It was a great time. Uh, the range has been ever so slammed since Christmas. Everybody's been bringing all their new toys and gadgets and stuff in here, so it's been a it's been a heck of a time in here the past few days, that's for sure. Santa's elves uh, learn how to make Smith & Wessons and Glocks, huh? Absolutely. You know, I mean, everybody's bringing all sorts of things. They're like, oh, I know, I got it for Christmas. And we're like, heck yeah, let's get you in there and get you some more accessories on it because that's what we're here for. You know, that's kind of the fun thing that it goes into. You know, when it comes to firearms, we always you know, have the two different types of them. You know, your practical, everyday use ones, ones for self-defense, home defense. And then the other side of it is just fun. That's the thing when it comes down to firearms is just in in general firearms are just fun to shoot. Uh, a lot of times when we have you know uh, foreign nationals or tourists or anything coming here, they just want to experience. They just want to know what it's like to have fun shooting a gun, and that's why we try to keep up our range. So. Uh, I guess you could say up to date with all the new cool firearms out there like our G36 by Tommy Built. We have the new Springfield Hellcat. We have the Walther Q5s. We have the new HKs and the Chiapa Triple Threat. You know, is it the really a practical threat. firearm? No. <laughs> but is it fun to shoot? Absolutely. Well, tell everybody what the uh, Chiapa Triple Threat is. <laughs> So the Chapa Triple Threat is a three-barreled break-action shotgun. So if you look at your old, you know, cowboy west-style ones, it's a double-barrel shotgun. This one's three barrels. 
and it's it's you know, it's it's glorious. It's just fun to shoot. Every time you pull the trigger, it goes bang. It has a sequential order on it. Uh, kicks like a mule, that's for sure. But it is fun. <laughs> yeah, I heard somebody uh, describe it as it is cool. It's it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's very awesome. But I heard uh, one of my gun buddies describe it as a uh, solution to a problem that didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. You know that, and that's what a lot, some of these firearms are. It's like you're looking at it's like, uh, I mean, that wasn't really a problem that didn't be fixed. Is it cool? Yeah. You know, is it fun to shoot? Yeah. But you know, is it really there? Like, I'm right in my hand right now. I'm holding a Smith and Wesson XVR 460 Magnum. Um, it is a is basically a 500 Magnum. Just the casings going to fly a bit faster than the five or the rounds going to fly faster than the 500 this thing has a 14 and a half inch barrel on it compensated with a bipod and a loophole short dot on it and it's weighing about eight pounds right now <laughs> and, you know it's just a fun gun is there you know could you hunt with it for boar and stuff like that yeah but it's just a big fun gun to bring out and let people shoot heck yeah so you know we might try to put something like this back on the range just because why not? Why not? They're just fun to shoot. You know, that's as long as you're having a good time and enjoying it. You know, like little uh, 22 rifles, like the Ruger 1022s, the Smith & Wesson MP1522. Great for training, practical wise for youth. Yeah, me, I have a bunch of 22s because they're just fun. They're cheap to shoot, and you can just plink with them all day. And just enjoying it. And that's what it really comes down to in the firearm industry is just enjoying the freedoms that we have under the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. As long What's as we the have guns them. you guys got. Well, actually, Laura, my wife, got uh, from her mom. She got a very cool present. She got a, a new uh, Glock 42, which is their. There you go. Yeah, it's their carry, their 380 carry. Mm-hmm. Her mom lives in Nevada. So uh-huh. she was able to buy that because you can't get that here in California. Yes, indeed. Intra-familiar intra- transfer that, and you are good. Yep. Yeah, those Glock 40, the Glock 42s, we actually have, We I think we still have one here for law enforcement and whatnot. They're, they're fun little guns. I mean, they're tiny. Yeah. They're as, about as small as it gets for a 380, that's for sure. But that's the thing about it. You know, for a little tiny small carry, they're fun. Like, we have this little um, North American Arms 22 revolver. It's about two inches long. <laughs> It has a half inch to one inch barrel on it. It's a five shot revolver. It's just fun. They have a 22 Magnum version of it. It is probably one of the loudest guns I've ever shot in my life. I mean, you're shooting 22 mags out of a one inch barrel. It is a firecracker. Well, Joe, you just got into revolvers, didn't you? Um, I did, yeah, because I was doing a Women on Target uh, six months ago. And uh, one of the, the people shooting in the next lane over uh, were trying out revolvers. And the woman I was working with wanted to try one. So I borrowed it from the guy next door. And he had a Ruger uh, GP100, a match champion. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. you know, I, I tried that. I shot a few rounds through it. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I have to have this. <laughs> and yeah. a month or two later, I bought one. And uh, they're yep. just so much fun because as a, an engineer by trade, it's just the mechanics of the revolver stuff mm-hmm. are really fun for me. And uh, and that was a great one, and I'm sure I'll be looking for more uh, revolvers here. Absolutely, yeah. We so we get those G every, every once in a while we get those GP100 the match champions in there, and we as quick as we get them they're gone because they're buttery smooth. Same thing with the Smith and Wesson Performance Series; they're just awesome. Uh, a really cool revolver out there is the Chiapa Rhino. It's the underbarreled revolver. It's a striker fired revolver, so it's it's. Just ingenuity-wise, it's awesome. We actually have that on our rental range now. So striker uh, fire I mean, on a revolver means there's not a big old hammer. 
in the back. Right. There is there is a hammer, but all it does is cocking the internal mechanism. So it's like you're racking the slide on your Glock. The hammer isn't actually reciprocating or slapping a firing pin. It's just cocking the actual mechanism. I see. Mm-hmm. And these ones are available in California. They come single action, but we have the kits that we can install after it's drossed that we can install it and turn it back into a double action. These are one of those single-shot exemption kind of styles, and we keep those in stock all the time. I got a question for you. Somebody asked me a uh-huh. couple weeks ago um, if uh, they, they wanted to know. We, you know, we gave away a bunch of Red Riders at the gun show mm-hmm. and at our Christmas parties and everything. They wanted to know, hey, uh, if I wanted a real gun you know, that looked like a Red Rider, what gun would I be looking at? And I kind of, I hadn't really thought about it. I kind of scratched my head, and I said, I don't know, maybe like a Winchester 94, but what, what would mm-hmm. you say? I would say the Henry, um, I believe it's the H010, it's a 22 lever action. That's about as close as you'll get to it, you know, because that one you can actually run 22 shorts out of it. So if you're looking for like a little tiny pop gun that'll be close to that, that's what, that was the very first gun that my father bought me 21 years ago, and I still have it. Oh, and it's nice. one of my favorite guns to shoot. That would be the closest that you can get to the Red Rider. That or the old Ruger um, Model 96s. I actually did a PPT one of those today. This one's actually in 44 Magnum, though. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger but you than can a find them. Yeah, it looks like a Ruger <laughs> 1022 just with a lever action on it. Mm. Yeah, my first uh, Red Rider, my dad had to cut three inches off the stock. <laughs> so it would fit me. It- <laughs> yeah, that's what they'll do with a lot of these, you know, smaller youth firearms. Is they'll chop the stocks on them, make them a little bit shorter just because. But the other downside of that is, you know, kids grow like weeds nowadays, and they'll outgrow it within, you know, a year. But, oh, darn, that just means you have to buy another that's gun. That's how I got my second one. <laughs> and my gun, of choice, my gun of choice in the neighborhood was a my uncle's M1 that he got from the Korean War. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Dragging that thing around. <laughs> Those are good days for it. Yeah, my little you I'd take it around in my backyard and plinking away all the days. Yeah. You know, when I was nine, I asked my dad for a BB gun, and he he said no. And I said, Well, when can I get one? When am I allowed to get one? <laughs> and he said, Not until you the uh, the numbers in your in your age double, or, or not until you have two digits in, in your age. I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. I got all bummed, and I thought, Wait a minute, that's next year, ten. <laughs> and I told him, I said, That's next year. I'll be ten. And I think he kind of thought, Oh, geez, I you messed know? that one up. <laughs> But I, and I got one the next year when I was 10 years old. That's so cool. That's when I, I got my first pellet gun or BB gun when I was six and then trained on that for a few years until my dad saw that I was more proficient to move on and then went to my little 22. There you go. Yeah, then, me too. Then the addiction hasn't stopped since then. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, you working late tonight? Nope. I'm actually off heading home for the night. But there's still plenty of folks there till 10 Absolutely. o'clock. Absolutely. We are stocked here. We'll be here till 10 o'clock tonight. New Year's Eve will be closing at 6 o'clock, just a little bit early. And then New Year's Day will be open normal times, 10 to 10, every day. Really? You're going to be open New Year's Day, huh? Yes, sir. All right, folks. There's a great time to start the new year with a bang. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I just didn't have the heart. All right, buddy. Intended. <laughs> hey, it's good talking to you all this year, and we look forward to next year. You two guys have a merry new year, I guess you can say. That'll work. All right, we're going to take a quick break, folks. Don't go anywhere. There's one more hour right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. 
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.